0: Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Podcast with Melanie Dawn, Jen Anderson, and Tanya Ryan. Well, it's like sort of a new year, a new us, maybe like, let's like play on that cliche. Do you like our intro? Work in progress. We're figuring it out. Um, But, you know, having fun with it while we do. Um, I also feel the need to or I would like to take some accountability for the fact that um, we haven't been able to get together to create our podcasts as easily in this in this last season. So um, just because a couple of people have asked we're good. We love each other very dearly. And there's like, nothing up just I have I have been in the past just better about um, scheduling us and getting our, our lives coordinated so that we can create this content. And I haven't been as on top of it. So anyways, so here I am alone again. So you get just me. This will probably be more um, of a brief episode because i I don't have like a lot of content for this concept, but I did want to share it, and i I felt like it was timely. So I thought I would throw it out there. And basically, it is that whole we are in this n- new year. And honest, and oftentimes, for most of us, this is a time where we're like, hey, like I would like to try some new stuff or I would like to integrate some new habits or get rid of some old ones. and i I love this vibe, and I love this energy of, of wanting to do that, like of, of doing that, like of, of kind of like rent the like little seasonal or periodic renovations of self. I don't even think the new year is the only time we do this. I think we, you know, sometimes we do this around birthdays or we do it around milestone birthdays. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, it's like, uh, it seems like every Monday <laughs> there's kind of like this recommitment to goals or to, um, just noticing what kind of things are in alignment with where we are going, and what things maybe need to shed away. So I love that we take this inventory and that we do this. There is something that I just also wanted to speak to about maybe our approach in how we we tend to go about this, and I'm going to kind of coattail a little tiny bit on the Wild Sky Sisters. So they have a New Year's podcast. Um, It's probably a few episodes old by at this point. And Andrew's talking about it. And she's just sort of talking about how, you know, we go in and we like, make oftentimes around this time of year right we're making really big goals or we're like this year I'm gonna do it or this is the year or whatever and they're they're kind of elaborate and they take a lot of energy but if if we're really working cohesively with the energy that is like around us and and I'm I am mostly speaking to uh those of us in the northern hemisphere or um we obviously we're Canada based so we have more Canadian listeners um but depending on where you are, is if we actually kind of find ourselves in alignment with the seasons, like if we're kind of like listening to, like we're getting in sync with nature, and maybe that's even one of our goals this year is like to kind of get more in a rhythm with self, a rhythm with nature, maybe we're following the moon cycles, if you guys kind of dug that episode and you dug that idea, then if we're really looking at what the energy of January is bringing, then just from like a seasonal aspect. And so there are astrological properties for sure. So definitely go check out the Wild Sky Sisters and they can give you the lowdown on that. I unfortunately can't help you. I'm giving you more of the witchy <laughs> nature properties of this season. And and we are supposed to be in like this subtle transformation, but that's just it. It's it's kind of supposed to be a little bit more subtle. So I would like encourage or suggest or our try okay like let's just pretend let's pretend that all these past years you've set these like elaborate goals and every time we kind of like reflect on the previous year what happened to those goals did they fall away did you see them through and and i i'm sure that there are some goals that you have seen through but so for so many of us we they end up falling away they they don't kind of come into fruition and my theory on that is that we are changing too much at once Based on like kind of the energy that this time is meant to be utilized for. So what would be really in alignment with the energetic properties of this season, like of January in the Northern Hemisphere, is to to sl- to slowly change, to make slow progress, to make subtle shifts and have those subtle shifts kind of snowball, no pun intended, um, and build into one another to create an almost um like kind of domino effect, a larger um like uh impact. Like think about like I don't know what this comes to mind, but a bear. Like a bear doesn't like roll out after a deep hibernation and just be like, I'm taking on the world. Like there it's probably kind of like this this slow waking. So what I'm feeling for like the vibe of January, February, March in general, is thinking of it kind of like this waxing moon energy. So aka, really, really good time, yeah, to create manifestations and goals and like, and kind of get in this mindset of, of what it is that you desire and what it is that you want. um, And kind of see it like, but also to really cherish and honor that that needs to be like given time to do. So say you have a really big goal, or it feels big. So instead of like hitting it hard and cracking down on it, and again, I just think that that's kind of that classic energy honestly what that is it's it's very masculine energy right and and i will be the first to say like there's there's no bad like feminine energy is beautiful and divine masculine energy is beautiful and divine one cannot exist without the other both of them are absolutely important and a saturation of either is going to be an imbalance but That's what I would check in with is like when we're approaching goals, are you coming at those goals with that balance of energy? Like, are you coming at those goals with the equal amount of like support and nurturing and compassion and rest and ease as you are with like that ambition and that fire and that? So uh, again, we're not like detrimenting that masculine energy because um, I feel like sometimes we're get also having this collective theme of misunderstanding the masculine energy is like the, the getting it crossed over with the patriarchy. Totally not, not, not what masculine energy is. Um, masculine energy is definitely like a fuel. It's a fire. It's something we absolutely need. And it's a beautiful um, aspect of who we are. It's just um, coming into our goals. I feel like if we are in better alignment with the masculine and the feminine energy, and we merge those together, that's how I feel we are are going to be in a much better state of actually realizing and aligning with those goals. The other thing that that does is it creates a nuance. So that feminine energy, because it is more receptive and is more of... um, like a welcoming in and a taking inward is that we're going to be way more collaborative with our life, our body, our the season. Like we're going to be able to take those cues that are around us versus a masculine energy is going to be more in that take charge and almost like kind of just head down and go. But when we're receptive with our um, environment, there might be opportunities that come out of that. That actually get us our goals faster than if we did just head down and go. So it's just something to consider. Basically, my challenge for you is to look if if you're a New Year's goal person, and and then I also if you're not a New Year's goal person, are you not a New Year's goal person? Because every time you did in the past, it didn't work. So then I would challenge you, yeah, man, sit down. Like sit down and just make the list. I mean, like, here's some things I'd love for this year. Here's some things that would make me feel good or I've always wanted or I've always wanted to be or feel or experience or whatever it is. Just just make the list, even though maybe in the past it hasn't worked out. And then as you're making that list, ask yourself, like, what's a small shift? Not a big shift. What's a small shift that could get you closer to that goal? And so I am going to pick a cliche example, um, not... Because I like it, but just because I think it would be a really black and white like way to paint this out in a blatant way, but oftentimes people are choosing weight loss goals after January, you know, after Christmas, and please, I hope that that's you know not the most high on your list. But I just want to use it as an example. Um, So we have a weight loss goal. Well, what do we do? We hit the gym you know, five, six times a week, we go for an hour, an hour and a half every time. And we just like go, go, go. And what we end up accidentally doing is making the gym experience this undesirable, almost like torture, like, oh God, you know, and then we stop going. So what if we flipped it and we went, hey, yeah, I have some fitness goals for myself this year. I want to be able to lift this much weight or I would like to be able to lose this much weight or, you know, whatever it is. But then you start with like, well, what's one small step that would get me closer to that goal of, you know, being more physically fit or being more physically healthy or whatever. Okay, one small goal. Maybe it's that you wake up every morning and drink a glass of water. And that's what you commit to for a period of time. And then maybe it's like, I'm going to drink a glass of water and I'm going to do five minutes of stretching as soon as I wake up in the morning. And maybe that goal goes for a little while and then you wake up and you're like, I'm going to do my glass of water because that, that, you know, that's gone on long enough now that that's just second nature. You just wake up and you want a glass of water. You got your five minutes of stretching and maybe you do five minutes of something that gets your heart rate up or jumping jacks going a, for a walk around the block or something like that but what if we if we shifted our mindset from hitting it hard and heavy to incremental slow almost imperceivable changes so what's cool about this and I, I'm totally stealing um, references from how to do the work by Nicole oh man I wish someone was here for to tell me because I know Mel and Jen would both know Nicole something okay <laughs> Um Anyways, she talks about how and this is what I love. It's just, she talks about like basically your your neural makeup, your neuro the neuroscience of your brain and how it works. And our brain is basically wired to be like what has always been is what always will be. So when we're trying to make a new pattern, we have to actually teach our brain that we are capable of that new pattern. So if you, you know, you're a person who went to the gym and you hit it hard and then after three, four weeks or six, you kind of like fall off the wagon. It's your brain is sitting there going like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen. All right. And it happened. And here we are and everything is the same and therefore I am safe and everything is fine now. So that's the other thing. Don't be hard on yourself because breaking those neurological um, uh, pathways is really, really challenging. So instead, if we go in with knowing, knowing that that's just a part of who we are, a part of our makeup, and we have to work with that aspect of ourselves, hey, let that, cool, let's do that. Now we just, we just know that that's something we have to do. So by drinking a glass of water every day, and that's a literal example that's used in that book too. So again, I'm stealing that too. Um, but what it does is it actually teaches your brain that, hey, yeah, actually I can commit to something every single day. I can. So when then your brain is faced with like another thing that it's bringing in as a new habit, it actually has this reference point to go back to to go, oh, yeah, um, like it wants to say, no, no, we don't. We can't maintain habits. We can't commit to that. We can't do that. Um, because you've never actually done that like you you always bail on it or it always fails or whatever and I know that so I'm just waiting for it to fail that's your brain um, but if you commit to the water every day it's kind of like your brain goes, oh yeah I guess well I guess we did that water thing every day maybe we could maybe we could do this every day and the more things that you are committed to like okay I'll try to also rephrase this in a different way too like how hard is it and okay so I know there's exceptions okay but just bear with me. In general, how hard is it to brush your teeth every morning? It's not. Because your brain has no resistance to that because you have already taught it. It's something that you can do. So if we make these like, again, almost imperceivable changes, like drinking a glass of water every day, very akin to brushing your teeth every day. So your brain probably won't give you as much fight on that. And then, you know, maybe you're like five minutes of stretching every day. Your brain probably give you a little more resistance on that one going, "Uh, I don't know. We've never done that. But it's five minutes, and maybe you can like set a timer or listen to five minutes of your favorite podcast. Hint, hint. <laughs> J.K. Law. But anyways, um, but just throw something on that's meditation, whatever it is, and and maybe like especially if you can bolster um an, a, a a new activity. I was gonna say undesirable. Maybe something we don't love to do, bolster it with something that you love. So if you have like a favorite song, maybe you're like, I am going to just stretch for my favorite song, the length of my favorite song, but give yourself um, an actual shot At having success in your goals by making small shifts. And I think we undersell the value of those small shifts because you know what? It's not an impressive thing to post on Instagram that you drank a glass of water every day. Like that's not something it's not a gym selfie. It's not, it's not cool. It's not something you're gonna note in a conversation with your friends. You're not gonna say, oh my God, I stretched for three and a half minutes today. It was amazing. Like So we, we want the, you know, the, the glory of the grandiosity, right? But can we humble ourselves? Like if we if the true, true, true place we were going to get to is to that goal, then can we just shift it down to go like, hey, I'm working the long game here? I'm I'm going for the actual gold, which is like way off in there, and I understand that that's gonna take me a bit of time to like slowly work my way there. Okay, so anyways, long story short, I I made that like way too long, <laughs> as per usual. Like, talk I've I've talking is my superpower, guys. I'm I am learning about astrology right now, and I'm digging into it so ambitiously, and it's it's just I'm so extra. But anyways, I am learning that quite literally one of my superpowers is talking, which also makes it my kryptonite. Like it's your superpower is your kryptonite. Oh my god, Let's talk about that one day. Cause that's actually a really cool conversation, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe I can like weave it in here and make it relevant somehow. But anyways, <laughs> I talk too much is the long and short of it. So the, you know, to come back to the point of what I'm trying to get at, it's, it's basically going, Hey, let's go into this year. And I want you to achieve your goals. Like we've had kind of a rough couple of years. Like I, there's been lots of, you know, like golden moments in the last couple of years. I don't think they've been a complete write-off. I mean, some people might disagree and that's okay. But let's like go forward knowing that we are capable of making changes and that we're worthy of making those changes and that it's possible to make like those big goals, those things that you want, whether it's, it's money, it's a house, it's. Um, a different job it's just a different way to live your life these are it's all so possible it's so possible it just isn't it doesn't occur in one big jump it is through small menial seemingly meaningless things that that these things can actually become possible And okay, remember when we were talking about the masculine energy and how when we are, or sorry, the masculine feminine balance and how when we're collaborating with that feminine, that we're bringing that balance into ourselves, that we then are open and able to see how our environment is collaborating with us, that there might be things served to you that just like fall into your lap, that just land there that you might have missed out on if you like are in just that straight pursuit mode aka like it's kind of like can you make these like small shifts be in this balance of masculine and feminine energy honor the rhythm of nature honor the rhythm of the season and see what happens around you that helps kind of like weave and align with where you're going and and being receptive that that path might look different than what you think it should or would look like, but again, that's being in re- like that's being receptive. It's going, oh, oh, we're turning left here. I really, I really thought it was going to go right, but left. Okay, well, let's let's try left. If I don't like left, I can always go back. I think that's the other thing too is we think that once we've you know made a decision we've made a choice we've gone a certain direction that there is no going back and that's not true it's it's like our whole lives are just one big experiment it's one big opportunity to just try something and, and and play. And yet we have all of this history and all of these wounds around maybe someone that made us feel bad for being wrong. Maybe we weren't safe if we said the wrong thing or did the wrong thing. We We were no longer safe. So we have old stuff that's like dragging on us a little bit that keeps us from being curious and being open to learning and trying and trying something and failing at it or being wrong about it. Or maybe you thought one thing and then you actually changed your mind and now you think a different way and people for some reason will get really weird about that like you can't change your mind of course you can you can absolutely change your mind and I think that when we like you know reference that quote that's everywhere right be the change that you want to see in the world to me this is some of that stuff like if you feel like you should be able to approach your life with curiosity and this mindset for learning then do it and then be a person that changes their mind confidently and goes, yeah, I totally thought A. And now I think B. And someone goes, well, you can't do that or you can't. Of course I can. Like, why not? And and don't like there's no need to even get defensive. It's just like have a conversation. It's like, oh, really? Like what, what makes you feel like I shouldn't be able to change my mind on that or, or and or like, you know, yeah, I was wrong about that. Yeah, it, I just had a different perspective at that time, and and I guess that that you know I was in the wrong. That's my bad. Own up to stuff. Be accountable for things. Like I just feel like we have this opportunity to create the world that we want to live in, instead of kind of just existing in the world that we live in. There's so you guys, the vibe for this year is so crazy. So especially I say so crazy. Oh my god, I sound like a valley girl. But okay. Um I feel like most of our listeners are in that like millennial era and give or take, okay? So I know that there's some of you that are kind of on the skirts, probably more on that Gen X side, but um check your chart if you are able to do this. But if you have a Pluto in Scorpio, We, as a collective, are going through lots of like wobbles and shifts and and transformations. And I feel right now that the Pluto Scorpio people, and again, bear with me because I am exploring and learning astrology. So this is more intuitive, uh, my intuitive opinions, stuff that I've seen in my tarot readings, and um, stuff that I've looked at and examined in my own chart. So that's my reference point. It's definitely not in the like, me reading astrology books, go to other people for the real lowdown. But here's my vibe. I feel like there are Kind of this generation of people that are, um, because a Pluto being in Scorpio is about renovation and change and transformation and like the like death and the closure of something and in order to create a renewal and rebirth of other things. So there is this huge, huge energy right now um, because so many of us are in that like age range where we're really like exam, like doing lots of self reflecting and we're examining and we're looking inwards. And I just feel like there is such an opportunity to create the world you want to be in. So that's what I go back to. And again, regardless of, you know, what aspect your Pluto is in, and if I knew more, I'd maybe be able to speak to that Gen X um, generation a little bit better but it's just a a collective vibe that I've seen with so many people is that you are either going to notice that this year is a state of transformation for you in a way that feels like everything is going to fall apart in a way. And it'll be a little bit more emotionally. Um, actually it's not true. We've got that North Node in Taurus, don't we? Okay. So who knows? Tangibly (laughs) maybe some stuff's going to hit the fan, but, um, but, we have to not fear transformation. Okay. So I'm going to, I'll share a personal story on, on this like idea of transformation. So, um, the other thing you can do is you can find out your tarot card for the year. So I'll share, I'll share the, how you do that too. So you take your, um, your birthday, your birth month, those are numbers, right? So mine is 27th of October, which is the 10th month. So I've got two, seven, one, zero. And then I add up, um, 2022. So if I add all of those numbers individually, so 2 plus 7 plus 1 plus 0 plus 2 plus 0 plus 2 plus 2, it equals, oh crap, is it 16? Okay, I'm not, oh, should I do the math here? (laughs) Okay, anyways, the card that I got, so what you do is you get a number, what you're looking for is a number between 0 and, is it 22? I should have also, obviously looked this up before I actually started giving you like really crappy tutorial. I'm sorry guys, okay? You can Google it though, (laughs) Um, but you want a number, I think it's between um, one and 22, and it might be 23, but 22, no, it's 22, okay. Final answer, it's 22, because 22 is the fool, I believe. Anyways, okay, so what you do, you add up all those numbers, and if your number is more than 22, just add those two numbers together again so if you get a double digit number and say it's like 27 then you would add those and you'd get nine so then that would be your card so then you google the major arcana and each of them has a number um so number one is the musician uh, musician magician um number two what is number two is that empress oh my gosh see how i'm not memorized anyways so this this is perfect evidence. See, you do not need to memorize tarot in order to read tarot. Anyways, okay, so you go out and you find the number that's associated with your card. And so mine this year is the tower. Uh, candidly, the tower card is the card that I like the least when it comes up in a reading. Like every time it comes up, I'm always like, hmm, how how do you how do you work that in? And so if you haven't seen the card, oftentimes it is depicted as a really big lightning bolt striking down a tower like a, a, a structure of some sort so often this is it almost looks like a Rapunzel castle type thing and people are kind of like falling out of the tower like headfirst they do not look super happy about it sometimes this is very you know dr- dramatically depicted there's like thorns and not nice things um, and oftentimes it's it's very much crumbling it's like falling apart so yeah, you, you see this card a reading your eyes, are just a little bit like, okay, okay, let's, let's just, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Let's like, what else is here? What's coming around this? And so when I got the tower card for my 2022 year, I'm like, oh, really? Like we had to do this? Like it's the whole year? So I started thinking about, okay, like, um, because uh, tarot cards are never like a bad omen. They're not showing up to tell you, hey, something bad's going to happen okay, bye. That's, that's not what they're doing. They're showing up to support you. They're showing up as guidance. They're showing up as support. So then you, you reframe it and you go, okay, what's, what tower energy is coming in this year um, to, to support me or to make changes? So tower is also associated with freedom and liberation and, and yeah, the breakdown of something old that no longer serves. And the best analogy I came up with was the word renovation. So I took my tower and I'm like, this year is a renovation. And I personally, I really like renovation. I, I, even though it's messy and it's ugly and it's, I love, I find it so creatively engaging because if I think about, I would love to renovate our kitchen, for instance, and when I think about that, what could, like the possibilities of our kitchen, like the things that I could do in our kitchen to make it like a more functional space, a more beautiful space, like what would I do? There's so much possibility in that renovation. Now, yeah, there there's going to be some messes to clean up and and there's going to be some debris. And it does mean I have to, um, no matter how much I like or what I like about my kitchen right now, I, I got to. I got to say goodbye to it. It's, it's going away. And I do that because I know and I trust and I am certain that I'm going to get something back or something, you know, that I like more. So we have to sometimes let something go and then clean up messes so that we can then have something that we wanted more anyways, that was, you know, that creative spark or that created that creative spark, um and so yeah so anyways the ren- the word renovation for me felt way better to to manage that tower energy but the other thing i'm seeing um again just thematically in my readings i'm seeing um like death as a theme for 2022 so death is very much related to transformation so think of death death card as like a way less messy uh tarot or t- tarot uh tower card kind of thing so it's like <laughs> death is more like in my opinion it would be like a an internal shift and kind of like transformation and breakdown whereas uh tower i would see as a little, a little bit more uh your physical circumstances are going to be involved like the things around you um death inwardly might or I'm uh, sorry death card might be more inwardly effective like the transformation of the deep transformation of the self Um, So I wouldn't say, I would say it's gentler, but I also uh, identify as someone who kind of like enjoys that death process, which is sort of, um, you know, weird. Not everyone enjoys the death process. Um, I've seen a lot of like, I've seen hanged man energy in coming into 2022, which is all about like, like surrender and letting go and trusting and then being able to be accountable and identify when you yourself have positioned yourself in a place that you don't like aka it's about also taking back your power so it's like letting it's being able to discern letting go of what you can't control and then really taking ownership and power of what you can control so um because usually people in this place will either be trying like on either side of the spectrum they'll either be trying to control everything or they will kind of fall into that victim mindset and be like, well, I don't get to control anything. So uh, Hanged Man is asking you to actually step into your power where your power is and to let go of what you do not have control over and nor should you kind of thing. Anyways, um, there's probably better takeaways, um, on you know your tarot card of the year. But if you are interested, or if that's something you jive with, then you can look it up. You don't even need a deck; you can just do it all by math and Google searches. Um, And again, I've what digressed into a totally different (laughs) direction yet again. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that for now. So I feel like (laughs) that was a hefty serving of just. Tanya, like today. So thank you. Thank you for staying with me this long if you have. And if you haven't, I don't blame you. So, um, I am hoping, uh, and actually, I'm motivated by just the creation of this podcast. I'm going to. Uh, send some emails to my lovely friends and we will get our our logistics in order and we'll set up a podcast for the three of us and we'll chat. We love hearing from you. So when you guys send us messages just telling us you're listening or ask us questions or get involved on topics, we we love that. We love to know that this is, is collaborative. So please, please feel welcome to email us, to get in touch. You can send us um, uh, Instagram messages, Each of us has an account on Instagram, but we also have at the Spiritual Boss Podcast on Instagram. You can email us spiritualbosspodcast at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day, night, afternoon. Peace in, peace out.